blessings from the shepherds. Blessings from the shepherds. And it comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And so I invite you to turn to the Gospel of Luke 2, 1 through 20. And Mark Autar is going to read this beautiful portion of Scripture for us in preparation for the message. Good evening, church family. This is entitled, The Birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the Lord reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had told them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart, but thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for this beautiful portion of your Holy Bible. Open up our minds and hearts to the truth you want us to, to reflect upon and to be impacted by this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, my friends, as we reflect upon this very special part of the Christmas account, there are various and numerous blessings that come to the surface as I think about the shepherds. And one of the first truths, the first blessing I want you to think upon with me is this. Uh, 
If you have times when you feel like a nobody, remember that the Lord considers you to be a somebody who is valuable and precious in God's sight. This truth came to my mind as I read about how the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds, telling them about the birth of Jesus. And the fact that the shepherds were the first to hear about Jesus' birth was very significant. It was significant then, and it is significant today. And someone might say, well, why? Because in the first century, a lot of people looked down upon the lowly shepherds. A lot of people thought a shepherd was a nobody. But by announcing the birth of Jesus first to the shepherds, it was one way by which the Lord was saying, you might think someone is a nobody, but to me, they are a somebody. Amen? A somebody who is valuable and precious in my sight. Here's a description of the shepherds by a wonderful Bible scholar. He says, It is a wonderful thing that the story should tell that the first announcement of God came to some shepherds. He says, Shepherds were despised by the highly religious good people of the day. They were quite unable, the shepherds were quite unable to keep the details of the ceremonial law. They could not observe all the meticulous hand washings and rules and regulations. Their flocks made constant demands on them. And so many people looked down on them. It was to simple men of the fields that God's message first came. That's what happened. My friend, If you have times when you feel like a nobody, remember that the Lord considers you to be a somebody, a somebody who is valuable and precious in his sight, just like the shepherds were being shown they were precious and special as well. Here's a little bit of further teaching about the shepherds, which which I believe that Um, you will appreciate, most of you will hopefully appreciate this. Think about this with me. The town of Bethlehem was only about seven kilometers from Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, there was the beautiful temple where the Jews worshiped regularly. Now, every morning and evening, an unblemished lamb was offered as a sacrifice to God in the temple for the forgiveness of the people's sins. The temple authorities had their own private flocks, private flocks, private sheep to supply the perfect offerings. These flocks were pastured near Bethlehem. These shepherds were most likely, in fact, they were most likely in charge of the flocks from the temple offerings, uh, which, which, which basically they supplied. The flocks that these dear shepherds were watching were most likely sheep that they were actually raising to supply the temple on a regular basis. Dr. William Barclay beautifully says this. He says, It is a lovely thought that the shepherds who looked after the temple lambs were the first to see the Lamb of God, 
Jesus, they were the first to see the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Isn't that beautiful? And years later, the, the, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29 says, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, or behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. How beautiful it is that the lovely shepherds and the lowly shepherds who are often looked down upon by many others were given the privilege of being the first to see the Lamb of God at his birth. Wow. Wow. There's a second blessing that came to my mind as I reflected upon the experience of the shepherds receiving the message of the birth of Jesus. The second truth is this. Be alert to the Lord doing something special in your life even when you are having an ordinary day. Now this truth came to my mind as I read verses eight and nine. Why don't you read those verses in unison together with me from the screen. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Think about this. What were the shepherds doing? They were having an ordinary day and night. Verse 8 says, they were guarding their flocks of sheep when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. Reflect on that. I don't know if the Lord is ever going to have uh, one of his angels appear to you as happened with the shepherds. It would not be a surprise to me that perhaps an angel of the Lord has appeared to some of you and you realized it or perhaps, perhaps you didn't realize you were in the presence of one of God's angels. That can happen. It is possible that the Lord could do something very extraordinary in your life during an ordinary day. But I want, but I want to encourage all of us. I want to encourage all of us to become even more alert or more aware of even the simple, special things that come up in an ordinary way. I've learned over the years that the Lord gives us or blesses us with some special, small experiences which to many others would seem insignificant. But when you really reflect upon them, you cannot help but go, wow, wow. Here's a little example. Recently, I was at the home of one of our church families in the evening where we shared some beautiful food and wonderful fellowship. When I left their home to return to the church, I, I stepped out of their lovely house and as I, headed, as I headed towards my car, as I headed towards my car, I, I saw two homes that were just incredibly and beautifully lit up. 
And I'm sure you've seen some of those homes. Some of you probably have decorated some of those homes that, that are eye stoppers or whatever you might call it, right? Like your mom's. That's right, Billy. Yes, Billy. Billy's mom. Billy's mom. Oh, my, my. You, you, you talk to him after church, and he can tell you where he lives, and his home is worth seeing. I mean, his mom just makes that house on the outside look like worth the visit. But, but I... Uh, I, I, I just walked out of the home where, where I had the privilege of visiting and I saw these two homes so beautifully lit up and I stopped and paused and I was just reflecting upon the glory and the beauty of the Lord. And it was a very special moment for me. It might not have been special for you. If you, if you had been there, you might have thought, oh, Pastor Nick, you know, you see lots of lights at Christmas, you know? But it was, a, it was a wonderful, special moment, and I gazed upon those lit-up homes. The ordinary can become extraordinary in so many different settings. Think about it. A couple of weeks ago, the children of our church presented a beautiful production called Three Wise Men and a Baby. And last Sunday, our youth and adult choir presented the musical called Almost There. And uh, as I listened to the children, to the youth and the adults speak and sing the songs of Christmas, my eyes were filled with tears of joy. My eyes were filled with tears of joy. My, my heart was filled with joy. The ordinary became extraordinary. And it was a wonderful, blessed time for me as I watched and listened to the choirs. Amen? Many times the Lord gives us some potentially special moments in our families that we should be careful not to miss and not to miss out on. Be alert, be alert, moms, dads, children, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Be alert to, to some golden moments that happen from time to time in your own home or in your workplace or at school, wherever it might be. Uh, here, are some, here are some special moments between, between my, my daughter and my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, Yanni. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. No, I love you more. I love you more. I love you the most. <laughs> Say goodnight. <laughs> you always suck at. <laughs> well, whether it's uh, your child or your grandchild or mine, the Lord, the Lord provides us with some special moments. And whether your children are, are, little, are little babies, and the last few months we've had some beautiful newborn babies in our church, or whether your, your, your children are, are kindergarten age and they're getting a little bit bigger, like, like this, this wonderful group of kids right here, right? The Lord gives to us special moments. Grandparents, you've been having some special moments with, with them, haven't you, right? Mom and dad? You've been having special moments. Well, make the most of those times and say, Lord, 
Thank you. Thank you for these special, special, unique times. And you know, sometimes, sometimes the Lord might give you or me a, a very special moment at a real unexpected time. For instance, I was attending this week the funeral service of Dr. Clifford Blake, who has been a professor at the University of Waterloo for the past 28 years. During the funeral service, opportunity was given for a few people to pay tribute to Dr. Blake. A gentleman went up to the microphone who was also a professor at the University of Waterloo, and I thought, I wonder what he is going to talk about. Is he going to talk about Dr. Cliff's brilliance? Because he's a very intelligent man. But anyway, this professor, this professor spoke of how early on in his own teaching career at the University of Waterloo, this professor told of how for some reason he himself lost his hearing. It was a very puzzling thing, and he, he lost his hearing, he said. He told of how he went to all kinds of doctors, but no one could help him. No one could help him. In fact, the doctors told him he would never hear again. He spoke of how he was afraid that he was going to lose his teaching job at the University of Waterloo because he could no longer hear students. How can he teach if he can't even hear his students, he thought. Then he went on to say that this professor had heard that one of his teaching colleagues, Dr. Clifford Blake, prayed for people. And he heard that many were healed after he prayed for them. So he contacted Dr. Blake, went to see him, told of his hearing loss, and of course, Dr. Blake earnestly prayed for his hearing to be healed, to return. And this dear man at that funeral home said that along with the prayers of others, God restored his hearing and he has been fine ever since. Amen? I listened to that professor's testimony and tribute to Dr. Clifford Blake, and I, I was touched, and I was in awe of the power of our Lord to heal. And I thought, Lord, isn't it wonderful that another academic was deeply touched by the faith of your servant, Lord Clifford Blake? It was a beautiful moment. Not sure that you would fully capture it as I did. You had to be there, so to speak. What I want to say to us is be alert. Be alert to the Lord doing something special in your life, even in the course of an ordinary day when you're having ordinary experiences and sometimes you might think it's too ordinary, but in the midst of that, that ordinary experience, God, God kind, of, kind of makes available to you and me some very special moments, and you and I have the privilege of just grabbing a hold of them and stand in awe of what happened, whether it was big 
or small. And when the Lord, when the Lord does something special or unique in your life, on occasion you might get scared, but the Lord would say to you, as the angel said to the shepherds, don't be afraid. That's what the angel said to the shepherds. Don't be afraid. Amen? There's a third beautiful blessing that came to my mind from the shepherd's account, and it is this. Third is this. Bethlehem and Jesus' birth in a manger remind us the Lord often does good and great things in unexpected places. Think about that. He does good and great things in unexpected places for people like you and like you and me. Verses 11 and 12 tell us that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and uh, that he was born in a manger. Let's read these two verses together. And we're happy to have, most of our boys and girls are in children's church downstairs, but we're happy to have some of our boys and girls here. Boys and girls, can you help me read, help the other adults read? Let's read these two Bible verses from the screen, okay? Let's try and read it together. Here we go. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, lying in a manger. Now, except for a few religious people who had known that the prophets had prophesied hundreds of years earlier that Jesus uh, would be born in Bethlehem, most people in that first century would never have imagined they would never have imagined something very important, something historic would ever happen in a little town like Bethlehem. Just like, just like most of us here in this day and age, we, we would probably never imagine that something, something tremendous and something historic would maybe happen in, in Sutton, let's say, or happen in, in Pefferlaw. Probably some of you are thinking, I, I don't even know where Pefferlai is, Pastor Nick. Or uh, some of you think, I don't know where Sutton is, right? You know, we, generally we wouldn't think that something fantastic would happen in some of these small places. However, however, something fantastic happened. Something beautiful happened in Bethlehem, a town that no one was expecting anything, or most people were not expecting anything fantastic to happen in that location. Verses seven and 12 tell us that baby Jesus was laid in a manger. Now a manger was a wooden or stone feeding trough or food box that, uh, that holds hay for farm animals like cattle, horses, and donkeys. Some of you probably knew that. Father uh, Michael Van Sloan beautifully says this. He says, 
When Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, there was no room for them at the inn. So they were forced to find lodging elsewhere, probably in a cave where animals were staying. He says, when Jesus was born, Mary would not have wanted to lay her infant on the hard, cold stone floor. Instead, she had to make do with what was available, and the manger proved to be a convenient alternative. The hay was soft, the box was up and off the ground, and the sides tall enough to keep her child safely inside. Now, do you, uh, do you ever wonder, you ever wonder if Jesus being laid in a manger has any spiritual significance? Think for a moment. Do you ever wonder if Jesus being laid in a manger has any spiritual significance? Think about this. Animals go to the manger for physical food. Animals go to the manger, the feeding trough, for, for physical food. But with Jesus lying on the hay, we can go to the manger for spiritual food. Jesus has an infinite storehouse of nourishment available and we can approach him any time and never go hungry, spiritually speaking. The manger is a momentous sign. It's a great sign that Jesus is sustenance for us who believe. Amen? Amen. Bethlehem and Jesus' birth in a manger Remind us that the Lord often does good and great things in unexpected places for people like you and me. And my wish and prayer, my wish and prayer for you this Christmas is that wherever you live, whatever is your Bethlehem, you will experience. You will experience perhaps a physical healing, or a relationship healing, a spiritual healing, or a unique blessing. And I say to you, expect and believe. Expect the unexpected. Amen? Expect the unexpected wherever you are in life today. There's a fourth blessing I want you to discover with me, and it is this. Let the birth of Jesus bring you and me joy. This truth comes from verses 10 and 11. Do we have verses 10 and 11 on, on the screen, perhaps? I'll just read them out of the uh, Bible here. Verses 10 and 11 declare, 
I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Praise God. Praise God. The angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. How? How and why can the birth of Jesus bring us joy? How can his birth bring you joy? Well, we can have joy because Jesus is our Savior. Verse 11 says, the Savior has been born today in Bethlehem. An angel had previously appeared to Joseph in a dream as recorded in Matthew 1.21 and said, Mary will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. You and I can have joy because Jesus came to save us from the consequences of our sins. In the Bible, in 1 John verse, chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I want to invite you to confess, confess your sins to God, and experience the joy of knowing your sins are forgiven. And the reason you and I can be forgiven is because Jesus, our Savior, died on the cross of Calvary to pay the price for your sins and mine. May you have joy because Jesus is our Savior. May you also have joy, joy because Jesus can change your life for the better. Again, in the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, and the new has come. That's a beautiful verse reminding us that the Lord can change you and me for the better. He changes us from the inside out. He transforms. He changes us on the inside, giving us victory over that which shouldn't be there, and instead filling our hearts with his love and with his cleansing power as we reach out to him. Amen. May you further experience joy through his presence. P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Joy through his presence. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, Look, or behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Have you opened the door of your heart to Jesus? In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus says, And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen? May you further discover joy through his promise of heaven. His promise of heaven. Philippians chapter three, verse 20 says, we, we are citizens of heaven 
where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. We are citizens of heaven. In many places, the Bible speaks to us about the promise of heaven. The angel said to the shepherds, and to you and me, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. I invite you, I invite you to trust in Jesus as your personal Savior. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we're thankful to know that you have a desire to bring us joy. You have the ability to bring us joy as we trust in you as our Savior. Joy because you're able to change our lives from the inside out for the better. Joy through your presence and joy through your promise of heaven. Lord, we are drawn to you. We're drawn into a relationship with you. And we thank you for the joy that you want to give us. We claim this joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My friend, Renee Welch is going to sing this beautiful song. And as she sings, I invite you to reflect, to reflect upon the privilege that is yours to begin to trust in Jesus as your Savior. And right where you are, I invite you to bow your head as she sings and to say, Jesus, on this wonderful occasion, I trust in you and put my faith and trust in Jesus as my Savior and Lord. May God, by his Spirit, touch your heart. Songs, pray for every child. 
rejoice And death the blessed birth the skies In exaltation falls Oh, come let us adore Thee Oh, come let us adore Shining, it is the night of our dear Savior.